0: Hello, I'm Howard, welcome to the 9320 Review Podcast, the show that is wondering why there's suddenly 30,000 red bucket hats for sale at knockdown prices on eBay. Must be surplus stock. Uh, We're looking back at City's historic win over Manchester United in the first-ever All-Manchester FA Cup final. City scored their seventh FA Cup title 119 years after the first. Even I was too young to go to that one. Secured another double, standard, as United scuttled away into the London Knights. Their plans to deny history all in vain, despite ample assistance from off the pitch. To talk about another cracking weekend of one of the great derby wins, delighted to have two podcasters who have been there, done it, and then been blocked by the entire Guardian sports desk. It's <laughs> Asan and Steve. Uh, good morning, chaps. How are it's we? So so true. Yes. so true. I don't know. Have you got a bingo card with the names on? I think there's about there's about one left who hasn't blocked me. House. <laughs> Uh hello Howard, Stay. how
1: are you? How are mate? you?
0: Yeah. I'm good. I'm very good, thank you. Well <laughs> good.
2: Uh hey Sam, morning. Morning, Howard. Yeah. You okay? I'm I'm great. That was that was just an incredible intro. It and was. Very and very on point. Very, very, very on point. Yeah. Uh before we well, before we talk
0: the match, we're gonna talk about some good news coming out last night, potentially. Maybe double good news, who knows? But first, just, let's
2: just talk about your weekend. Hey, Sam, how was it generally? Generally, it was excellent. <laughs> it was uh, very enjoyable. I had a lot of fun. I did something that I don't very often do, which is I went to the other side of the island uh, where all the Brits congregate, and I went to uh, a pub called Big Ben which the, the name, the name, <laughs> definitely, the name I, definitely... I, I know uh, what that pub looks like without even seeing it. There so. you go, right. So, so I went to, <laughs> to the Big Ben to watch the match and one side was a group of City fans and the other side of the table was a group of United fans yeah. and probably the funniest bit before the game kicked off was the fella sat opposite me so of leans over and he goes, where are you from? And I was like, Heaton Chapel in Stockport. And he goes, I know you. And it turns out we had, that we'd met each other like 30 years previously because we had a bunch of friends in common when we were kids. Um, but he had his 10 year old with him who was uh, very lively. That's like the polite way of putting it. He he wanted to indulge in lots of city bingo bants, everything from empty seats to 115 charges, blah, 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 blah. and. I took no prisoners for the rest of the <laughs> afternoon. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> no more details. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the best
2: you, details have been omitted no, it. Yeah, I <laughs> no, told that's, you that's all that's my advice
0: told, to you. No more details. Yeah, no
2: more details. <laughs> I told you all in the group chat, but that's as far as it goes. Yeah. and uh, stay <laughs> your weekend.
1: It was I was like, surprised on a personal note, not as regards to city, it was surprisingly brilliant because I would Became aware a couple of weeks ago that both these finals were were out of my reach, really. Particularly Istanbul, I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. I can live with that. But I I probably could have really stretched and, and gone to Wembley this weekend. And as the days crept up towards it, I was like, why on earth am I not going to Wembley this weekend? And it really started to kind of you know get me down. Um, but I had a I had a wonderful wonderful weekend. And in hindsight, I wouldn't swap it. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get to it very shortly as to why. Um, but yeah, I just had a lovely, lovely family weekend, and and topped off by this fantastic result. So uh, yeah, it was uh, helped by the weather as well. The weather oh, yeah. always helps, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, Chris, my right, Chris, will be listening to this. Uh, it's Pointon Sabaletta. I think, oh, no, I say I think, because I'm sure he's got two accounts actually, so uh, who uh, uh, so thanks Chris again for his hospitality, because yeah, the sun was out, and I'm sure the last time we were there was Leeds away when we won 4 nil which right. seemed like a big game, because I remember being really nervous before that one as well, I'm really anxious, <laughs> I, bite, I bite my fingers when I'm anxious. Like I draw blood, basically. I do it at matches. <laughs> I, do, I do it at matches. And bizarrely, the guy who sits next to me at matches does it as well, maybe. It's just uh, contagious. Just and Pills I be- of
1: blood on those two seats by the time you've gone.
0: Yeah, honestly, I'm picking my... Uh, yeah, like, I pick it. Honestly, it's just like something just do with my hands, maybe. Yeah. Better than smoking, anyway, I guess. Yes. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. And he, had, he brews his own stuff in his did it in the garage, so he had uh, his brew on, which is, you know, Absolutely brilliant! Pizza oven going. Weather was good, and I was just, I was just desperate for the evening to be good as well. Apart from everything else, it's like we win this, and after the match, yeah, we'll get to that anyway. It just, yeah, <laughs> it just made it made everything else afterwards just so much better. Of course, to state the obvious. Now, mm. before we talk about football, Asan, hey, well, it is football, but before we talk about the people kicking it around on a pitch uh, last night. We get a different story every three days, it feels. But from a reliable source, I would say, the latest news is that Ilkay Gundogan might be ready to sign a new contract with City. Your thoughts on that news last night and just how big that is.
2: I mean, the timing as well after this game. uh, Mm. Couldn't have been better, really, could it? No, I think I said uh, not weeks, months ago, that I think that Gundo would be City's biggest signing of the summer no matter who else they signed. So that pretty much tells you how I feel about that story. Now, we have to say that it sounds like his agent has, or his I think his brother is his agent or his uncle, I don't know, but somebody in his family has spoken to Fabrizio Romano and said, we've not agreed anything with anybody yet. I'm hoping that's just a little bit of, a negotiating tactic because they obviously want to get the best deal possible but yeah I just reiterate you you saw at the weekend how good he is how big a player he is in big moments and as I said on Twitter this morning he's like Modric he's 32 years old but he could play for another three four five oh. years at the top top level it would be in my opinion crazy crazy to let him go on a particularly on a free and particularly if the haggle is over whether the contract is one year or two years i'd give him a three year contract i'd give him a fixed three year contract not two years with an option for one more no give him show him the faith and give him a three year contract he's earned it that's my that's my humble opinion stay i
0: seem you agree like a fine wine I'll yes. say is it like a fine wine or have we just underestimated him?
1: Oh, that's a good question. That's a very good question. I would say I would that's... err towards the former. I would I would say it's more fine wine ish. Um, although of course he has always been underappreciated, I think. Um, because, you know, first signing, the the nature of, you know, his injury and then how he kind of played his way back into the game into the team, and just all these kind of superstar signings kind of, you know, taking prevalence of of our attention. So He's always been someone we value and maybe not fully appreciated. Um, I've got a theory, and I wish I could think of other examples to kind of back this up. Um, But there are other examples out there. I mean, he's had two serious injuries in his career. I think players who have serious injuries tend to go on into their 30s um, better and be more impactful. Uh, They they seem to last longer. Um, I don't know how or why that is. It sounds kind of counterintuitive, but... There are definitely other examples out there. I think he can play well into his, his 30s, his mid-30s. And and furthermore, if he's in his second year and his legs start to go a little bit, what a substitute to have. To, to come on and just control a game, just get that tempo back into the game, whether we're a goal behind or a goal ahead. Um, yeah, I just desperately want him to stay and it looks like that's going to happen. Um, I'm not
0: counting the chickens by any means, but it looks like that's going to happen. It would be nice if... Uh... Pep Guardiola's first signing stayed here for the same time as Pep. Guardiola yes, before.
1: lovely synergy there. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and they can hold more, each other's hands as he leave in a couple.
0: Absolutely,
1: of years. because because he does. He epitomises Pep anyway. You know, he, he in, in so many ways he is Pep Guardiola, the personification of Pep Guardiola on that football field. So yeah, there would be that further synergy to it. Yeah, a it
0: stretching credibility. Am I being go too far by saying him resigning a contract is as big a signing as any new signing this summer?
2: No, I think that I think he's more important than any new signing that we could make. He what he what he brings to the team and on the pitch. Forget off the pitch. Forget about the leadership and the maturity and all of the things, the intangibles. Looking at it purely from a footballing point of view, you won't be able to replace what he brings to the team immediately, your team will be worse off for not having Gundo in it, um, no matter who you sign. And that includes Bellingham, Kovacic, whatever names you want to throw at me, McAllister. They're just, Gundo is, is on a different level and part of that is absolutely about those heavy goals that he's scored and not just heavy goals, but heavy moments for this team moments where they've needed a player to step up and generally you know I think we he's lived a little bit in the shadow of Kev and I think that part of living in the shadow of Kev has been that when we've lost Kev to injury and Gundo's had to step up he's never really been given the credit for doing that I think that he is whilst Kevin De Bruyne is a special footballer in his own way. Gundogan is a special footballer in his own way and deserves the same place in our pantheon of greats as Kev, as Yaya, as any other City player that you want to name. Mm. Hey, hey. Yeah. Not much I can add to that, really. One other new
0: story. I saw it kind of attached next to it, Steve. You would say it's obviously a lot less important, but in a way it could be important. News coming out that perhaps, might be true, might be not, perhaps Erling Haaland's ready to sign a new contract Mm. as well. How much would that mean to you? It would be a real statement,
1: particularly after just 12 months in. Um, It's... It wouldn't be a nightmare scenario if this doesn't transpire. It's all yeah. kind of good, isn't it? It's basically it can only be a cherry on top or well, not.
0: It stop so, the Real Madrid PR machine for two days,
1: yes. Really? <laughs> yes, there is that. Um, yeah, it'd be great if that happened and it would be a statement. Um, and yeah, like I say, it would be a real cherry on top of what looks to be or looks like it could be a really great summer for, for City. So, um, let's hope that happens. But if it doesn't happen, I won't be losing much sleep, you know. It it is just something which is only
0: a, a potential positive. Yeah, but it's a statement, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. Seen, we've seen how City do these. A powerful the
1: statement as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. Very powerful. Yeah, indeed. Is there anything to add, or Shall we crack on with the football?
2: No, we can crack on. Yeah. No, yeah.
0: You're right. I mean, it would just be nice in a way, but it's yeah. It's not the priority. The the Gundogan news obviously is uh, a lot bigger. Right. Well, <laughs> there's only one way to start. Steve, I'll, I'll stick with you for now. How nervous were you leading up to this one? I was fine until about. Well, I say <laughs> Friday. I, honestly, I listened to the Friday show yesterday. So <laughs> sorry, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't listen to it. I couldn't. Yeah, uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I just didn't want, try not to think about it too much. Uh, great show, by the way, and well worth. I love listening to shows like that after the event. Anyway. Now that you know you've won
2: games like that, it's great.
1: Didn't, didn't me and Asan say 2-1? Was it 2-1 you went for, Asan?
2: I can never remember the prediction that I, I made. I think it
1: was. One of us went... Th- I think it was three of us, wasn't there? One went 3-1 and two of us went 2-1. Mm. I think it was me and you went 2-1. But, yeah. yeah. It right anyway, it was, I was
0: fine in the morning as well, but once the teams are out or an hour before, yeah, I was... <sighs> a mess basically mm, uh, you just yeah. wanted the game to start and all yeah uh, how were you on the on the day um
1: i was nervous on the day i was actually fine on the friday i was looking forward to it on the friday um I, I was looking forward to the whole day not just the game but then obviously the more of an fa cup final in, in, in amongst the excitement there's going to be nerves um and i just built and built and built to the stage where it got to about two o'clock and i was kind of yeah, kind of peak nerves, really, around that time. Um, I just started to, and I'm sure this is not unusual, I'm sure that 99% of us felt this way, the closer you get to kick off the more kind of um, worst-case scenarios start playing out. Uh, and I just thought, what if it's one of those days? Um, so I actually went into kick-off not feeling overly optimistic, um, and that lasted for about 14 seconds. <laughs> yeah
0: i think we'll get to that
1: shortly <laughs> yeah i reckon it's 12 for the record <laughs> well i've i've been 14 and 12 but i'm happy to go with
0: 12. yeah either way uh <laughs> yeah, pretty quick ace the team then uh i'd sent you a wrong f- a one already earlier in the day did come from a very high source so.
1: yeah howard that's the only time in my entire life i've passed on Information
0: by the way, so uh, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, it'll never happen again. And the, <laughs> the stupid thing is, Theo, I'm not remotely bothered about early teams. You know, I'm, I'm happy to wait until they just come out. To yeah, be yeah. Honest, yeah. What does it yeah. matter if you know half an hour earlier or an hour earlier or something? I mean, I know there'll be a wash with them next week, won't we? Because uh, cause it's such a huge game.
1: But... I, You know what? I never do in the no stuff because I've never told this story before, but basically, my mate's dad is friends with Lee Clark. And Lee Clark went for a, the job at Goodison. I'm going back now a good 10 years, maybe. And uh, as he came out, uh, he, he phoned my mate, like dad, sorry, and said, Yeah, I've got, I've got it. It's in the back, pretty much. So I put it up on Twitter, I think, and someone put 50 quid on it, and it didn't happen. And I felt, I felt bad ever since, honest to God. I felt really bad about it.
0: Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.